Hello and welcome everyone to Fitness and Stuff. Uh, Zach B here back um, for episode number 17. Uh, I know it's been a couple weeks. Last weekend um, had a boat show out for Lauderdale. Went to uh, selling some paddle boards. Uh, didn't get back till around maybe like 10, 10, 30. It was a little late. So uh, by then normally uh, Cody and Steph are in bed. and So we weren't able to do our uh, podcast normally even though I actually had a show written up for last week so we're actually going to be mixing in a little bit from last week of what I had planned and this week Uh, no interview this week because we also don't have Cody and Steph Um, they had some stuff going on at their house so going to be solo on this one for this week but I got a good show for you going to be talking a couple things like uh, Jimmy Butler trade to the 76ers a um, couple things also I wanted to bring up. Um, been getting a lot of questions lately, lately about uh, fasting. Um, I know we kind of went over diets uh, quite a few weeks ago, but fasting is a little bit different, um, more of a, a little more of a lifestyle change than a diet. Um, and then another thing too is been getting a lot of uh, questioning on why Zach, why are you reading more books? I mean, I, I'll tell you, I've been I've been definitely reading more books lately. Um, kind of here and there trying to uh, read up on maybe some business, a little more, more so like business books, um, a few economics books, stuff about fitness, uh, just kind of like a little, a little variety, stuff that interests me, uh, kind of keeps my brain working. Um, but we'll get into that, talk about um, why we should all read more books. Um, and I think that is true. I think we should all read more books. Um, but yeah, so Go ahead and let's. We're gonna go ahead and get started. I'm gonna go ahead and start with this uh, Jimmy Butler trade that just happened yesterday. Uh, it's funny. I was at uh, working at Finish on yesterday and get a, a text message on my phone saying, "Hey, Jimmy Butler is going to the 76ers." And I, I tell you, I definitely didn't see that coming. Um, I think it was a good move. I think both teams got good on those trades. I mean, you had a lot have a lot of good scores. That, that were playing for the 76ers like Sarge and Covington, those guys went to the the Timberwolves. I think they're going to help them out a lot. It's going to put a, it's going to it's going to think mellow out Carl Anthony Towns a little more. I think he was a little uh, rattled by the whole situation with Jimmy Butler. It's going to give Andrew Wiggins a little bit more. Obviously, D Rose is playing incredible right now. Uh, looks like he's playing healthier than he has been in quite a long time, uh, ever since his MVP years. So uh, that I think that is going to help the Timberwolves in general just by having a few more of those role players that can shoot, score, defend. Um, I know they got like a 20-22 pick. Uh, I think maybe one or two other players that I think that barely even played for the 76ers, to be honest with you. But um, besides that, on the flip side, the 76ers, they did lose some depth. Um, I know that for a fact. Uh, they lost quite a few players. I think they lost like four total players. Um, but Jimmy Butler is a huge acquisition for this team. Um, he's going to bring another dynamic just in scoring-wise and defensively. I mean, defensively, he's one of the top defenders in the league. He can defend at least three to four positions. Um, he can score with the best of them. He can score 20, 25 a night, no problem. Uh, sometimes he can even put 30 up on you. I mean, he's definitely... Uh, he can fill a stat sheet quite a bit. Um, I think he's going to be a good fit for the 76ers. I think it's going to help them elevate their game. Um, before the trade, I want to say the 76ers were looking more of like a fourth seed. 
uh, fourth or fifth seed. I mean, you have the Celtics. The Bucks are playing incredible. The Raptors. Um, I mean, that's that's about those are the three teams that I definitely had that were um, better than the 76ers. Now, I think right now the 76ers are top two. Um, the Raptors obviously playing lights out. But I'm going to go ahead and say right now as it's constructed, I think the 76ers have a better team than the uh, than the Bucks. Um, Antetokounmpo's good. Uh, I mean, you, you, you obviously, like, he's MVP candidate, but I don't think they're proven enough. I think the 76ers have enough firepower to beat them in a seven-game series. So I'm going to go ahead and say that they're top two, even with Boston. I mean, Boston, obviously, they're super deep, but they're not playing too well right now. So I'm going clearly off of just, like, how it stands at this moment. Obviously, things can change. Trade deadline's not until February. Plus, we still got it's only a couple weeks into the season. So, I mean, there's definitely a lot more um, basketball to be seen. So, I guess we can kind of re- uh, enter this conversation in a few weeks. Maybe we can get Cody's two cents on it as well. I think, like I said, I think it kind of brings the 76ers up a couple notches. I don't think that they're the favorites in the East, but I do think that they are a team that will be reckoned with, and I think they will possibly get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think it's probable, to be honest with you, and I really do think that they could get to the NBA Finals. Um, although I'm still picking Boston, Boston to me just has too much, uh, too many, too many weapons um, between Kyrie, Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward. I mean, once Gordon Hayward gets his feet together, I mean, he's that team is just going to be stupid. Um, so we're going to have to just kind of see how it plays out. Um, but yeah, um, besides that, I think Minnesota gets considerably better. Um, I think they have a more deeper team now with obviously adding Sarich and Covington, the two bigger players out of that trade. Um, so I think that's going to help them out and the tensions are, like I said, going to release. And I really think Carl uh, Anthony Towns is going to start averaging what his potential would be. I'm going to say he's going to be a 20-10 guy, no problem. 25-10, 25-12. Um, a little more consistent than he's playing right now. He's not playing very consistent, uh, especially after getting that contract extension. Um, the, I would say there are going to be a few more trades going to be happening. I don't know if it's going to happen as soon, sooner rather, sooner rather than later. I don't think they're going to be as big as this Jimmy Butler trade. But you gotta, you gotta think maybe the Lakers are going to kind of go in toward maybe thinking about trying to find someone. Uh, to kind of help them, even though they've won five of their last six games, um, or I think it's four of the last five games. But, I mean, they need a couple more pieces to uh, fill out their roster. Their roster just is not, does not mesh too well, in my opinion. Um, maybe, I mean, you got to look at, um, I mean, the Celtics, you don't really need anything. In the East, it's kind of hard because, I mean, like, I th to be honest with you, I think the Wizards, if anybody in the East is going to trade, I think they're going to trade Bradley Beal, and that's one of the things I think Bradley Beal would be almost perfect to get into the Lakers. Um, I think he would fit right in with the way the Lakers play uh, with that pace and shooting. Then he can bring that three-point dynamic. Uh, he can score. He can play some defense. I really think he could definitely help them out. So uh, we'll see what happens uh, coming toward the trade deadline. 
Um, but I really do believe uh, there's there is more to come. Just maybe not as impactful as this Jimmy Butler trade seems like it could be. Um, all right, so getting off the basketball subject, uh, that was my really only sports-related topic this week. I do want to get into this fasting. Um, I mean, I've been getting questions the last few weeks about fasting and how, like, do I do fasting? And, well, you know, let me just kind of start off by saying I've tried fasting. I've tried a bunch of different fasting, um, intermittent fasting. Um, I've tried... Uh, fasting in evenings, tried fasting in the mornings, I tried fasting for a day here and there. Um, the problem is, is it's hard to stay consistent with it because it is more of a lifestyle than it is a diet. Um, some people, they'll do fasting for a couple months. Some people do it for as a religion. Um, a lot of people do it for religion reasons, religious reasons. Um, I, I definitely have been doing my research on it because I definitely am kind of interested in it. Um, I do um, pay attention to uh, Corey Gregory Fitness. I don't know if you guys ever heard of that. Um, this guy's Corey Gregory. He's a really intelligent guy when it comes to fitness. Uh, he's a fitness model, bodybuilder. Um, definitely knows a lot of stuff. Uh, I learned a lot of different things from him workout-wise and uh, technique-wise. And He actually turned me on to this new type of fasting called anabolic fasting, which I will get into a little bit later. You can actually go on his website and uh, look look into a little bit more but I'm gonna give you guys kind of like a brief uh, description of what um, anabolic fasting is so we'll go ahead and go down some of the different fast um, fasting uh, regimens are because there are quite a bit I'm not gonna go through all of them because there's so many different types um, and obviously people make their own up but the ones that I that most people know about the one I'm gonna go over the ones people that kind of want to that kind of use or try to use, um, we're going to go over those. And then I'm, the last one I'm going to go over is anabolic fasting because that is something I'm going to be starting here within the next week or so. And uh, we can, I can kind of go through it and maybe uh, give you guys updates every week on how um, how it's working for me and uh, how it feels and what's if it, anything changes or whatnot. Um, but yeah, so we're, we'll go ahead and start with short fasting. So short fasting basically is... When you don't eat for like a four to eight or eight to twelve hour period, like you just don't eat. Um, it's basically it's close to kind of intermittent fasting, but it's not as like broken down how like it is. So like you take away certain foods. So when you short fast, you're gonna take away certain foods. You're not gonna eat those foods in that period of time, or you're just not you're just gonna try to slowly. Let's say like for instance ice cream. Let's say you love ice cream, and you just or that's the one bad food that you eat you're going to try to take it away. So like when you short fast, you're going to try to take that away, whether it's for the hours that you eat it, those hours you're going to take it away. You're just going to try to take that item away for a few weeks or a few months. Like that's a short fasting. It's a small, it's a small item, one item, two items, um, or it's a shorter period of time. So that's really the whole thing with it. It's a, it's a lot smaller of a disciplinary action. When you uh, for fasting, so you you don't have as many rules. There's not many guidelines. It's just something that's short, temporary, and you can kind of like get the satisfaction of of reaching a goal faster. Um, that one is not more of a lifestyle. It's more of just like of a temporary like tryout thing. Um, now keep in mind when I read all of these fasting to like lifestyles like types of fastings you got to keep in mind that like you have to be very experienced to try any of these 
You need to be somewhat experienced. You need to read up on it. You need to consult your doctor or whatever you think that you you need to get to this point to where you know enough because if you do if you do these fastings and you do it not knowing what you're doing you could really mess up your body you can make yourself sick you cannot you can regress what your progress is you can lose your muscle gains you can use you can gain weight you can lose weight uh too much weight i mean there's there's definitely a lot of different things that can go wrong so you want to make sure that you understand what you're getting into as you're doing it so keep in mind everything that i'm reading here i'm giving you little tidbits of information of what i've done research wise with these fastings um and what i know personally of them whether i've tried them or just kind of known people that have tried them or something that i've read um so make sure you guys have that knowledge that you actually know what you're doing before you get into this because i don't want anyone doing these and then getting sick or not doing it correctly and it's not working because a lot of these they're more of like fads or just religious reasons like there's really only a few different types of fasting that are really more effective so like the intermittent fasting and the and and more of like the um the long fasting or even uh anabolic fasting like we're going to go over like those are the ones that are a little more effective all right so intermittent fasting uh speaking of that we're actually that one is actually a really big now a lot of people are getting into that it's not really for everyone but a lot of people try to use it and the problem is that people aren't consistent with it but if you are consistent there are some benefits so intermittent fasting is eating at a specific time period um and fasting the rest so you're gonna fast from 8 p.m to 12 p.m so or 9 p.m to 12 p.m so like when you go to bed all the way until the next day at lunchtime at 12 p.m you're not eating anything now, you want to hydrate, so you want to make sure you're drinking plenty of water. Uh, you can drink coffee, like you can have your caffeine, you can do that type of thing, but there's no food. Um, and then from 12 p.m. to 8 or 9 p.m., you are eating. Um, that's where you're going to use all your calories. Now, this also depends, obviously, like how many, this is where it comes down to how many, how much of your macros you're going to eat. So, are you going to eat a big meal at lunch? And then you're going to eat a couple snacks and then a smaller dinner. Or you're going to eat a big lunch or a kind of a, a medium to bigger size lunch. And then just have a decent sized dinner and that's it. So, I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can do it. Uh, most people I know of, they eat a huge lunch and they might have a snack at like 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock. And they'll have a dinner at like 6 or 7. Um, and then they would, that's it. They wouldn't have anything else. So... That's kind of like the eating habit. 8 p.m., 12 p.m., fast, 12 p.m., 8 p.m., eat. Um, the 16-8 rule. It's pretty much what it is. It's you, You're going to fast for 16 hours, and you're going to eat for 8. So that's kind of the rule that they, they call it. It's a 16-8 rule. Um, it's more of like a lifestyle, not really a diet. People do use it as diets, but to be honest with you, in my opinion, it is way more of a lifestyle because you can't just turn it on and turn it off. It's a really tough your body doesn't really get used to it, and when it does get used to it, um, if you don't change it up correctly, it's going to be kind of like one of those redundant things. It gets kind of boring after a while. Um, that's what most people, at least for me, I find that most people get bored of it or they just don't stay consistent with it. They just try too many things. Um, 
besides that, um, there is a significant calor uh, caloric deficit when it comes to fasting. I mean, when you fast at all. Um, but intermittent fasting is another one. Like, if you don't eat enough in that eight-hour period of eating, like, you will have, obviously, a, a huge caloric deficit. But you also want to make sure you're nourishing yourself enough to where you can feed your body correctly. So if you're training, you want to make sure you have enough to get that muscle gain back. To make sure you can gain the muscle or you can gain the weight. Or you can, let's say you want to lose the weight. You want to make sure you're in the right caloric deficit. But you want to have enough nutrients to feed your body so you're healthy. So there's a bunch of different things you got to look into. So you have to be really careful with counting your calories when it comes to this. Or your macros. Making sure you have a right variety of foods. You're eating clean. Um, nothing really, um, no really bad foods. You just want to make sure you're consistently eating clean with it. Um, it's just a different type of scheduling when you're eating. Um, another type of fasting is like a, it's a long fast. Um, this is something kind of like where you're going into like the religious stage. Um, a lot of people are doing this for religious reasons or they just want to try it. Maybe they want to try to to fast for a couple days at a time. So basically fasting, long fasting is eating four to five days and fasting two to three days. So it really just depends on how you split up. Cause you can't just say, I'm not gonna eat for two or three straight days. You'd have to break it up in the middle. So eat Monday, don't eat Tuesday, eat Wednesday, don't eat Thursday, eat Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then repeat. So something like that you kind of go through. Um, it again this is something that has to be done with experience um it's nothing you're just going to jump into another thing you do probably for this one you want to get um some type of clearance or knowledge from your doctor physician dietitian whatever you can whatever type of info you can get you don't want to just go into this blindly because i'm telling you it's not going to be good um it's Gonna, you're, it's going gonna to harm your body in the long run, whether it happens right away or if it happens a few weeks from doing it. Or, I mean, to be honest with you, a lot of you guys that are doing these types of fasting, you're working out. So, I mean, you have to make sure that you, when you're working out that you nourish your body correctly because otherwise you're not going to get your muscle gains. You're not going to lose your weight that you need to. Um, and you're also not going to gain weight you need to. So there's all these different variables that go into it. Um Another thing too is with these fastings, you got to drink a lot of water. You have to drink plenty of water to get your fluid going. You can't just have nothing. Like you just gotta have you gotta have something. Some people need coffee. Some people need just some people just want water. I mean, you can do either one. Uh, you can drink. Um, I mean, if you really want to drink Gatorade or something, that's fine too. But you really want to stay consistent on the water. Water is definitely like a really big thing when it comes to fasting. You got to drink water um another type of fasting this is actually really really similar um to the long fasting it's extended fasting and this is more of like a consecutive days without eating fasting so this is more where it comes into the religion part it's very common in some religions um you're not going to eat for a couple days so you're going to eat for like two three days maybe four um and just not eat for two or three days straight. Like that's just that's how it's gonna go. Um, it's it's basically just a flip flop. You're not gonna you're gonna you're not gonna do it to where you're gonna eat in between those days. You're not gonna eat for consecutive days. Um, it's not a healthy way to consistently lose weight. Um, a lot of people that I know that I say a lot. I, a couple of people I know that do this. 
uh, they don't do it for a long period of time. They might do it for a month, and that's it. They go back. Uh, not many people can. I don't think. I don't think I know anyone that can consistently keep up with not eating for consecutive days. It's just not healthy, and it's hard to do, um, especially if your body's not used to it. It's really tough on your body. Um, it doesn't really. It can make you really tired. It can make you sluggish, obviously, but it can definitely like malnour malnourish your body. So uh, you got to be really careful with this one. Uh, I don't recommend this one, but like I said, with enough knowledge, experience, or like clearance or whatever, you can do any of these, but you just have to be really careful with them and be very diligent on how you do them. Um, now we'll get into the, the fasting that I'm actually going to be starting here in about a week or so. This is anabolic fasting. And like I said, I heard this one, I heard this from uh, Corey Gregory, so you guys might want to check him out and uh, go on his website, Corey G Fitness, and maybe he's got a bunch of videos, a bunch of information on this. Um, it's really good, really good stuff. Um, just a good read, a good listen, a good watch. Uh, a lot of knowledge, a lot of things you can learn. Um, definitely help you out. And like I said, we're going to kind of kind of keep you guys updated on how it's working for me. Um, basically, anabolic fasting is the anabolic diet and intermittent fasting combined. That's all it is. I say all, but there's a lot to it. Um, Anabolic diet is ba it's basically the anabolic diet with an intermittent fasting setup. That's how it's broken down into. So, like, you're going to eat high proteins, you're going to eat high fats, and you're going to eat veggies. You're not going to eat rice, bread, stuff like that. you got to stay really high in protein, really high in fat, and then, and then lots and lots and lots of vegetables. Um, another one... It's going to be kind of like the setup of intermittent fasting. So you're going to have the 12 p.m. to 9 p.m. of eating. And then you're going to have the 9 p.m. to 12 p.m. of fasting. Now, like he said in the one, the fasting 101 when I was watching it um, earlier, uh, basically, like he eats, but like 9 o'clock at night, he'll eat a banana with like a bunch of peanut butter to, to boost your insulin. Um, that's something that's gonna, like, obviously when you spike your insulin, um, you get tired. So, like, you're, you crash. That's what happens with the 3 o'clock crash. So, like, you do that at 9 o'clock, you crash, you have a deeper sleep at night. Then your insulin kind of flattens out. It's very stable. And then throughout the rest of the day till 12 o'clock and you eat, you can eat your food again. So, I mean, that's another good thing about it. Obviously, drink plenty of fluids with it. Um, but it really does keep your insulin stable. Um, and it gets it spiked at night by doing this. Uh, so, you get deeper sleep. Um, the, the good thing is, like, I like what I like about it is it's really high in protein. So, like, I can eat a ton of chicken, a ton of uh, fish. I can eat a ton of because it's got fat in it also. I could eat a ton of uh, beef, uh, turkey. So, I mean, like, you can sit down to a lunch with half a pound to a pound of turkey or chicken or beef, like, and it's just fine. Like, it's going to this is going to help you stay full. It's going to help you eat. Eat a help, clean foods. You eat really clean foods, but it's going to really make you full. You're not going to be thinking about food as much. Um, so, you want, like, for instance, maybe grab, like, a couple chicken breasts and uh, a handful of cashews or pistachios or um, maybe an avocado and then throw in like a bag of corn or green beans or asparagus or something like that to kind of like give you for that veggies. Um, another really good thing about this diet is you can eat whatever you want Friday night and a Saturday cheat for a cheat day. So I mean like you have 
You can eat normal. You can drink beer. You can drink alcohol. You can eat chips. You can eat cake, burgers, ice cream, whatever. Like, you can do that only on those on Friday night and then Saturday during the day. So, like, you still have to follow the times. You still have to follow the regimen of that. But those two days, as long as you eat within the times, you can eat whatever you want those two days but then on sunday you gotta go back and start back to what your regular regimen is so i highly recommend you watch the video on Corey gregory fitness it's there's a lot of information i just kind of gave you a really short version of it but it's there's a lot to it and it's actually really interesting and it's like i said i'm gonna try it um not this week but next week i'm gonna uh i'm gonna try i'm gonna grocery shop for it and I'm going to consistently do it. I'm going to do it for a few months and see how it works. Uh, give it a good chance. Uh, and working for him. Uh, working for a lot of his people that uh, have tried it. So hopefully uh, maybe if, if I try it works for me. Um, give you guys a little more like satisfaction of you. Or maybe more of a, a motivation to try it for yourselves. So um, again those are the types of fastings that I've kind of went over. Um, I would definitely read into them before you start any of them. But um, definitely try to check out the anabolic fasting. It's it's a really good uh, it's a really good way of doing things, and I think it's actually a lot more interesting. Keeps things less boring, uh, and you can kind of live a little more normal with things too. Um, it's just staying consistent. Um, we're gonna go ahead and go on to the last topic of the week. Um, you know, I've been getting a lot of questions questioning on why, it's like Zach, why are you reading more books? I never really used to read a whole lot. Last time I read. A book was like in middle school um, and then a couple times in high school when I had to like to kill a mockingbird and stuff like that but back in middle school I had to because of AR um, in high school I didn't really have to I just had a couple projects I had to read a book for so all of a sudden last like year or two I've been starting to get more into books like I read a lot of Grant Cardone Gary Vaynerchuk um, read um, I mean obviously like dogs like sh- like books like shoe dog uh by phil knight like i love nike so it's like a huge book for me f- to read um a couple like uh, like personal maybe like it's like more like self-motivating books um really not motivating but like uh personal wellness and just kind of like mental health not really mental health but like mental awareness books to kind of like get your mind right um Really, books are going to, in general, get your brain thinking, get your brain going, pump the blood through it, kind of just get it going instead of being just sitting there watching TV or whatever. It makes you think. It gets your brain moving. It helps you create ideas, um, different types of maybe be, maybe gives you a little more creative. Um, so, I mean, there's a bunch of things that go into it. I'm Right now, I'm consistently reading into, like, Gary Vaynerchuk, Greg Cardone, John Taffer is another one. Uh, I like listening to hit their all their po- like the podcast for Gary Vaynerchuk I listen to every day, um, but that's how I kind of got into his books because I figured out he was he had some books so I started reading some of his books. Um, Grant Cardone has a couple good books. Ten X is a great book. Um, obviously, like I said, Shoe Dog was a great book for me. I love that book. Um, and then John Taffer, I love watching Bar Rescue, and he's also has a podcast every week. But again, I heard he had a new book that came out. Um, and that I've I've read almost I'm still I'm still reading that book I'm only about a quarter of the way through but so far it's a really good book it's just about uh, not it's, it's about not taking excuses to heart 
and embracing solutions. No excuses are a bull are bullshit, and that's pretty much what he's saying. And he's he believes in it and he practices it. So that's what I really like about it. Um, not only is it in his book, but he actually lives it, and um, it definitely has a lot of different things in it. But what I'm trying to get to is, you if you basically when you read you see you see what these people write about. And you get different perspectives. So, like, you see things in a different light. So, like, I've learned a lot in these past few years. Just, like, I mean, I'm only 25, but, like, I've learned, I've, ch I've, I've changed. Like, my thinking has changed. Like, I've definitely thought, like, my perspective of things are different. Just whether it's life, business, friendships, relationships, everything. Uh, it just kind of evolves um, as you learn new things. So, I've learned a lot. I've screwed up a lot. But you learn from your mistakes. And reading these books, you learn from other people's mistakes, and you also learn new things that you never thought could be possible, or never thought would happen, or could happen to you, but they happen to somebody else, and you see the result. So it gives you that other perspective, or the other thinking of what could happen, or what happened to them, or maybe what you could do differently, or things you could change, or thing, anything like that. Um, helps you learn about like new experiences when you read. Like when you when you read a book. Like, you go on an adventure. A lot of these books are like an adventure. You read something and, and, like, it's completely different from the norm. Like, a lot of this stuff, like, you either can be very personal with it where you understand where they're coming from and you can relate to them. Or it can come to the point where this is something you've never heard of. But it's really interesting, so you want to keep reading. You don't want to stop because it's something you've never heard of and you want to know what happens next. So, I mean, like, things like that, it's going to happen. Even if you're just trying to learn, like me with reading these business books, like, I try to learn different philosophies. At the end of the day, everyone kind of has the same end result, but their philosophies of getting there could be different. So, I mean, it's always nice to know different ways so you can keep trying different things and keep things fresh and just kind of, like know that there's another way there's not always there's not just one way or not there's not just one right way there's a bunch of right ways to get to where you want to be goal wise and whatnot so like reading these books definitely do help with that um another like really cool like fact obviously i've been kind of getting drilled with this lately too um the average millionaire reads over 60 books a year um, that was something I heard from uh, a couple of my mentors, but more so a couple of like really close friends that um, are into uh, business and um, mentorship and reading and whatnot. They they told me, hey, look, like most of these successful people, all these millionaires, like CEOs, they read a lot. It's not just a coincidence. They don't sit in front of the TV and watch binge watch Netflix, watching The Walking Dead, or binge watch NCIS or watch football every week and basketball every night or ESPN every day or whatever, whatever show is on. Like, I don't watch much TV as it is. Not to say there's anything wrong with watching TV, but these people don't do that for a reason. There's a reason why you go on TV and you don't see, like, a Lamborghini or a Rolex or, um... Any of those type of commercials, like those high-end commercials, you just don't see it because they don't need it. Like that's people; those type of people don't watch TV like that. So that's kind of like how that kind of came up to me was just different things about that, um, not just books, but in general of how thinking is of the average like millionaire. But I mean, everyone obviously has their own quirks. Like everyone's different. Everyone has different levels of happiness and how what makes them happy. So, I mean, not everyone's going to be like that, but it's just a cool fact that, like, 
most millionaires read 60 plus books a year that's pretty cool didn't even know that until someone told me and it's actually a lot of people have been telling me so obviously like reading it and statistic wise they did a consensus and it's actually true so that's pretty cool um another thing too that it also like reading a book it brings out an inspiration or passion you might have like i know reading fitness books definitely like gets my passion out for fitness like it definitely kind of like rekindles like if i'm feeling down or if i'm feeling like like i just i'm tired or whatever like i'll read a book sometimes i'll go and just read maybe just a few pages um and it kind of just like boosts my confidence back or just gets me going a little bit more pushes me a little harder um it definitely like stuff like that definitely does help it helps me at least um and i know a bunch of other people i'm sure it helps um, but I definitely think, uh, inspiration wise, it can definitely help inspiration, not just being creative, but like inspire you to do better, inspire you to go into another career to inspire you to, to lead somewhere else, help somebody, um, maybe change a career path or, um, do better in your career that you're already in, or maybe go a different route, start your own business. Um, things like that, uh, just besides that though just your passion like having passion for something if you don't have passion for something you got to find it like everyone's going to have a passion for somebody you might not know you might be i mean i'm 25 like it took me a while to get my passion like just recently uh last few years uh you could be 20 or 30 i know 30 year olds that have no passion but they're still trying to find it uh some don't have passion at all for what they're do what they do they just they're living their with their their life and that's what they want that's ha they're happy that's cool like there's nothing wrong with that but i mean like everyone has a passion whether it's a hobby or a career or whatever but you got to find it and i believe reading a reading books or books of interest definitely will help with that um but that is my opinion and i really do think that is so true um like I love going to Barnes and Nobles and just looking to see what they have, like what kind of new books they have or who's writing this and go to a book and just go up to a book and see, oh, this book looks interesting and read a couple pages and see if it gets you hooked or see if it's interesting. Um, that type of stuff I love doing, like especially on the weekends, even at night after, like after work, I get home, I eat and shower and kind of change. Like I kind of want to go to Barnes and Noble and just be like, hey, like. Maybe look at a couple books, see if something interests me, I'll buy another book. I mean, like, I went from having no books to now I have, like, 13 books in my closet. Like, I have a ton of books now. And I buy a new book, like, almost every other week now, whether it's on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. So, I mean, it's definitely um, changed my life. And I really think it's something that uh, people should get more into. Um, I think it's going to be more beneficial for people in the long run, not just with their personal lives, but career-wise, relationship-wise in general. It'll, just, it'll help you learn more, give you more experiences, new experiences, and just kind of teach you different things along the way. Um, other than that, that's really all I got for you guys this week. Uh, hopefully we can have a better show, uh, like a more uh, outgoing show next week with hopefully we can get Cody and Steph back on get a, a little bit more of a longer show maybe get an interview I, i've been trying to i I've, I've had a couple interviews lined up the last couple weeks I, like last week i had one um just didn't have time to to, to execute on it and hopefully uh next week we can execute on it too because i want to get cody and stephanie on here to uh, chime in with the interview as well so hopefully we can get that going um but other than that that's really all i got for you guys this week i appreciate you guys for listening in i'm sorry last week i couldn't do one but 
we're gonna uh, stay back on track now so we're gonna have one now for at least the foreseeable future every week um, I don't have anything going on uh, the next few months during the weekends so we should be good um, but like I said thanks for you guys listening in um, I hope you guys enjoy your week uh, do something to make you happy this week do something that is full of you guys have full of passion like whatever makes you happy whatever gets you going keeps you going makes you happy do it uh that's all i really have to say just kind of like make sure that you guys are doing something productive throughout the week just to kind of give you that progression each week that you guys uh go through your lives just kind of help you out there um but yeah so have a good week guys i will see you next weekend hit us up with any questions um, at Elite Training HQ239 at gmail.com. Hit up our Instagram page, Elite Training Headquarters uh, 239. We just recently posted a video on there. Check it out. It's a really cool video of Cody uh, training some of his kids that he does with basketball, EJ Deuce. Uh, check it out. It's a really cool video. Uh, trust me, it's, it'll, it's a good watch. It's just some of the things that are going to be coming to our Instagram page. So it's a nice little preview. So, uh, guys, hit up our, our Instagram or social media, email us, whatever. Thanks for listening. Have a good week.